It's episode 14 of The Boost with my guest, Charlie Hodson from CPH Associates. Let's go. All right, welcome to The Boost, conversations with people promoting mental health. I'm your host, Steve Turney, and I'm delighted to be here with Charlie Hodson. Charlie, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Steve? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, having a good day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't complain and uh, excited to be talking with you. Um, there's a lot to learn and we're going to get right into it. Um, and uh, we'll we'll let you do sort of your own introduction. It always comes best from the expert. Um, but we always start with two questions. So we'll just jump right in. It's the virtual hug and the shameless plug. So the virtual <laughs> hug is, Charlie, tell me somebody or something you're grateful for today. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for my virtual hug uh, in lieu of the 4th of July holiday coming up. I'm going to be I'm going to go ahead and say I'm thankful for family and getting together and being able to relax and take some time off because, as you know, mental health, it's very important to relax and have some time to yourself. So uh, I'm very thankful to have a break and go hang out with some family to recharge for a bit. Awesome. Now you're up in uh, Chicagoland area, right? Yep. Smoky Chicagoland right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Air quality. Stay indoors where the filters. <laughs> are you uh, are you staying in town for the fourth? Are you getting out of town? What's what's the plan there? Yeah, I'm going up to uh, my in-laws. They have a little cottage in uh, Port Huron is the name of the town. Uh, it's right on Lake Huron and just going to hang out by the beach and do very, very little. So that's my plan for the fourth. Lots of barbecuing and golfing and sitting by the lake. Nice. How about yourself? Nice. I'm staying close to home, but I have a colleague, uh, Danielle, who um, is in Nashville. And then uh, for the summer, for part of the summer, she heads up to uh, Minnesota. And I know that's a different, <laughs> that's a different part of the country than you are, uh, but it's north of here. And uh, we do these Zoom calls or Google Meet calls. And uh, she's She's always like, um, you know, in her sort of cabin, lake cabin. And uh, I'm always a little bit jealous when I when I talk with her from my home office here north of Nashville and she's out by the lake. Yeah. What's the deal with that? We need to get up there. We'll have to have a meeting up there by our lake house. Bombarder. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. OK, I'm, I'm going to note that we're going to make that happen. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, well, well, that's a great, that's a great virtual hug, your family and, uh, some time to rest and relax. We do need breaks, um, for our own sake of mind, our own mental health and our productivity. Um, my brother is a, a formula one fanatic and he always says, uh, race cars have breaks, so they go faster, you know, and that's what it's about, especially when you're navigating change and you're hitting the corners, you know, you can't just be pedal to the metal all the time. You can't be full throttle. You'll just run through the wall. So uh, life is like that, I think. I think it's more of a, more of a, a road race than a drag strip. Um, but let's get into the shameless plug. So this is the opportunity for you to introduce yourself as only you can. Talk about CPH insurance, what you all are doing, what you're doing well or different, and um, you know the value prop. Feel free to to brag a little bit. And and this is the shameless plug. So so give us some some information about you and your work. 
Yeah, totally. Um, so CPH Insurance was founded in 2001. Uh, CPH is, stands for Charles Philip Hodson. Um, that's actually my father's name. Uh, it's also my name as well. So we're a small family business here. Um, I remember when we first started, he had me working when I was 12 years old for White Sox tickets on the ground, folding envelopes for mass mailings. So uh, this has really been, uh, apart from going to school, my whole life has been CPH and liability insurance. Um, and our niche is in the mental health space. So we insure anybody from your nurse practitioners, a psychologist, mental health counselor, social worker, marriage and family therapist. Uh, that's sort of been our niche. Um, and what makes us different from the other providers out there is number one, our technology um, insurance is a little bit slow to adapt to the technology world. So we've been able to implement a platform where it makes the application process super easy. Uh, you can be in and out with your proof of coverage in five minutes um, when you go through our online platform to apply for a policy. And uh, really, we've just been sort of doing organic growth, working with people like you and uh, associations in the mental health space to help our business grow. Um, to date, we have about 220,000 insureds in the mental health space. So we're always looking to grow and love helping uh, people like you and talking with knowledgeable people like you that know the field. So um, that's sort of us in a nutshell. And uh, we're always looking to talk to people that are interested in mental health stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of, of uh, swinging our sp our little spotlight on you however we can. Um, you know, I, I run this conference, the mental health marketing conference. I think you're going to get the chance hopefully to come down and hang out with this community of people. And, and that's a great group. Um, but you're from Chicago, which is a big sports town. And, <laughs> you know, one of my, one of my favorite 100 sayings, maybe I don't have an exact quote or count, but it's that defense wins championships. And while insurance and things like finance and banking and healthcare are slow to adopt some technology sometimes. There's a reason for that. And, uh, and insurance is incredibly sophisticated in some ways in, in, in terms of reducing those unknown uh, variables and those, those, those low frequency but high impact events that can really tip the boat a little bit. So, um, so talk about specifically in this industry, how you're helping mental health professionals, if we can just use that kind of, if I can use that umbrella term, um, you know, including licensed professional, you know, everybody that you work with, um, um, but how, how are you helping them uniquely? Why did you focus on that industry and, and what do you bring that's kind of unique to, to their situation? Yeah, so uh, if you don't mind with the shameless plug, I'll uh, go right into what I think our best benefit is to our providers. Um, and a lot of uh, our other competitors don't utilize this, uh, so I've heard. But uh, if you're an insured of ours, uh, we actually have what's called an attorney helpline. So let's say you're in a session and there's a question that comes up that you're really not too sure about because we're all about mitigating risk, right? That's the liability insurance. We want to make sure that we're helping our client make 
best decisions for them because as of course they want to avoid a lawsuit we want them to avoid a lawsuit as well because we're we're working with them uh, but what we have is what's called an attorney helpline so if you ever have a question we offer two hours of free attorney consultation services throughout the year so let's say what your client has like a request for records and you've never had that before and you sort of want to know what to do with something like that you can give us a call and uh, we have live customer service agents between 8.30 and 5 central time that you can give us a call and you'll actually talk to a real human being. Uh, it's not going to be like uh, you're calling your cable company and you got to go through all these dial tones. We're here for you. And uh, what's really important is the customer experience for us. So between our platform and our technology and our customer service, that's really what sets us apart because we really want to talk to our clients. <laughs> Yeah. And I think in an industry like this, um, you know, the, the ability to adopt tech, the right kind of tech, you know, you don't need to over, overbuild, over manufacture something and combine that with high quality service and customer service. That is the magic quadrant. You know, um, I think a lot of businesses live in the no tech or low tech and low customer support. Um, we see, we see some companies like, you know, the, the phone cues you fall into sometimes that have adopted high tech AI driven phone cues, um, but, but low customer service. So to be able to be in that niche where you can provide the best of both personally feels like the way to, um, provide a premium service to the people that you're working with. Absolutely. And we learn stuff from our clients all the time. So I think that the ability to have a call center that we're going to respond to you right away when you call, we're learning as well every time that we're on the phone. Um, and obviously we want to help our clients as well. So it's a nice give and take partnership there that we learn from them and they learn from us. So we're all trying to work together to get the common goal to make sure that everybody's protected adequately. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of working in an industry, picking a niche sort of, um, you know, you get the benefit of drilling deep into uh, the industry so that there aren't a lot of surprises. But then when you do find a surprise or you learn something new, you oftentimes have a bedrock of of um, of information that you can provide as context. So it's not like you're probably getting caught too many times uh, out over your skis. It's more, or it's more or less the process in life, which is things are always changing. So you're always learning, you're always adapting, you know, w there's never any kind of, uh, homeostasis that doesn't have some ebb and flow to it. So, um, that I've, I've seen that in different, in different industries and even in the mental health space, there are, there are providers that have, an affinity um, toward a certain uh, a certain sort of demographic or a certain situation or challenge or mental illness that they are just excellently equipped to deal with, and so why not why not drill into that and and sort of provide those solutions? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we take client feedback seriously, so um, we take about. I think I was just looking at this this morning. We take about 300 phone calls a day, and at the end of the day, we all sort of talk together as a group and decide what's working, what's not, what are we hearing from our clients. So it really is uh, important to have that touch factor with your client base. And like you said, we don't want to have a big phone queue where everyone's waiting, and by the time you get on the phone to talk to somebody, it's a half hour later, mm -hmm. and 
that's not fun for anybody. So yeah, it's really a partnership that we're working together. That's a healthy, that's a healthy uh, volume of calls. Uh, so I want to get into a couple things on my mind. Um, one is, uh, how have you all grown? Um, you know, what are sort of the, what are the traction points? You know, what have you tried over the years in terms of marketing and growth and business development and, uh, maybe highlight a couple of those things that have really worked for you. Um, and let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we actually got our start. Uh, my father was able to convince three large mental health associations to come over when he was starting his own business back in 2001. So really what drives our business is our affinity partnerships with associations. Uh, for example, the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapists, for sure. example, that's a large partner of ours. Um, so really we've been able to work with associations hand in hand um, and we market our products through them. Um, that's been really great for us to help us grow. And uh, it's such a niche industry. There's, we only have maybe four or five other people in our field because it's so small, uh, for lack of a better term. So there's enough for it to go around for sure. But uh, the partnerships with the associations really has helped drive our business, uh, along with schools as well. Um, getting in on the ground floor with students is, uh, because as you know, insurance isn't the most exciting thing in the entire world. Once mm -hmm. you have an insurance policy, mm -hmm. uh, sure, you're going to go out and shop it a little bit. But usually, you, if my professor says, yeah, you should get this or with CPH, they're great sort of how that works. And then lastly, doing stuff like this, uh, doing media marketing, uh, love to do webinars, love to help in any way we can to boost our name out there. And then is for you as well. It's nice to talk to somebody that knows the field and uh, help push the CPH name for us. So those are kind of the strategies that have worked for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's sort of like the for me, it's the way that the teacher sometimes learns more than the student uh, in some cases. So it's been fascinating. You know, this is episode 14. Uh, and to be able to talk with people like you and people in the industry in various verticals and niches and and uh, different focus uh, of their of their business, I learned so much from uh, the guests. And it's just as exciting to think, you know, this is going to maybe be something you share out in your next email marketing blast or your, you know, your social posts. And so, um, you know, I came into this really selflessly and without a, without even a, a business plan behind this concept of doing a podcast, other than I know there's a halo effect that's bound to happen when you take the time to put experts in the spotlight and just give. So that was the strategy is how can I give um, some of the connection to my, this community that we've formed and, um, and it's a small, you're right. It's a small industry. So uh, you know, it's a, it's kind of a small world. And then, and then we niche way down into the mental health space and behavioral health. And uh, you just can't go wrong taking good care of people in that kind of space and, and seeing that, um, my own tribe, my own connections that are almost effortless, you know, like the way we got introduced. Um, it just, it seems like it just falls out of the sky more often now. And there's less, there's less force to be had because you're, you're a known and trusted name and voice in the industry. And that's probably how it is for you. People know CPH and, um, you know, 
it, it's like they'll talk to you either sooner or later. Yep, exactly. And uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we went through the, the pandemic where everything seemed to shut down for a while, but it seems like uh, within the last six months, everything has really picked up and people are out there and wanting to talk to people again. So that's been really great after pretty slow rough stretch for all of us <laughs> sure yeah yeah i can relate in the uh the, in the live event space i can definitely relate um <laughs> so i've worked for a family business before talk about the dynamics of a family business and uh you know not not to get too personal um but it just seems like it just seems like it has its own dynamics what what what's sort of your advice or what's your read on working within a family business and and uh, maybe some 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 tips that you've learned to navigate those relationships, which, you know, family is complicated anyway, sometimes uh, for for a lot of people. Um, wh where does your mind go when you think about working at a family business? Yeah, well, it definitely has its uh, perks and cons uh, for sure. Um, but really, my biggest uh, point that I've tried to do is really try to keep the family and the business stuff separate from nine to five, Monday through Friday, when my father and I talk. And actually, my sister works at the company as well. Okay. Uh, we did have a, my, one of my cousins uh, work for us as well. So we really are a small niche family. There's only 14 of us in the entire company as well. So doing the math about 20% of our staff is family. So um, uh, the big thing for me is really trying to keep things for lack of a better phrase, separate church and state where family time is family time and work time is work time and try not to blend it too much together just because uh, when you're at home barbecuing on a Sunday, uh, don't need to get into an argument with the old man about the work stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I like that strategy of bracketing where, you know, I've got my, got my family life and my personal life and, uh, you know, trying to, uh, keep that separate from work life in terms of where I'm placing my focus. So when I'm in work, I'm largely in work mode. And of course I, I bring, you know, I come up for air once in a while and, and all of that. And then when I'm in family mode, you know, it's, it's time to put away the phone and uh, just focus on, you know, on things other than email and tasks. And, and it's kind of Parkinson's law, which is the work gets done in the time allowed. So you can take that two different ways. One is that, you know, to, to bracket it within the confines of certain working hours, I just find I'm very productive and I can focus within those hours. It's like my mind knows I can, I can zoom in and I can work deep and I know the start and end of that. And then, um, you know, you can also let that bleed out. Like Parkinson's law can be sort of a negative thing. Like if you allow work into every hour of your day, it's going to, it's the work is going to at some time spread out to fill that time. So it's, it's sort of a, it's sort of an intentional thing, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, with the topic today being mental health, it's important, I think, for everybody's mental health uh, to be able to, especially in a family business when there's always stuff going on with families, right? That's important to separate yeah. <laughs> the business from the personal stuff. So I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, it's um, it, it's interesting. Yeah, you're promoting mental health 
by helping the industry succeed and and mitigate and avoid risk. And, um, you know, we all pay insurance premiums and I'm happy to pay an insurance premium. Of course, I'm looking for a good value for the cost, but you almost can't have too much insurance. And a premium is simply, you know, the price tag of mitigation against risk. So, um, you know, I, I, I applaud that, um, coming back to you, you know, and sort of mental health, what are sort of some of the, what's sort of how, how's your, um, sort of maybe attitude or approach to your own mental health been, uh, evolving over the past years, because, you know, you've been with CPH for a while and you've seen the industry evolve and that gives you a lot of, um, exposure to sort of how the industry is changing. You're really in the weeds sometimes probably talking about, um, you know, updates to the industry and that, that's got to impact your own personal life. But what are you doing to kind of care for yourself and, and how are you thinking about your own mental health these days? Yeah, well, it's very important to me to take breaks during the day because uh, as most of us are, we're staring at a computer screen all day. Um, so I make it a point uh, a couple times during the day to just get outside and take a walk. Uh, I always like to say all of us need food, water, exercise, and sunlight. So mm -hmm. I make it a point to get outside, uh, especially when we can in Chicago. We only have about four months of the, out of the year to do so, that to make sure I can get outside and just sort of walk, uh, do some mindfulness walking, as my therapist says, uh, to get outside and just sort of get your head out of the computer screen and just sort of do mindfulness walking. That's honestly what I do. Mm. <laughs> I'll probably do that after this phone call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll probably need it after this phone call. Um, <laughs> no, that I don't know all the science behind walking, um, but that comes up so often in in these conversations and in just generally in conversations. And I love a good morning walk. It's Mm -hmm. It is like a, a mindfulness, almost a meditative state and certainly like clears the head and fills the lungs, you know, with fresh air most days and, um, you know, just kind of come back uh, ready to start. And it's almost like there's a it's almost like it's uh, some kind of some kind of uh, of cadence in our life where we can we can step away and transition between one thing or the other with a walk you know it's like it reset hits the reset button for us absolutely yeah the recharging is absolutely what i need um I definitely don't need it after a phone call with you but there's definitely some calls <laughs> like oh man i need to get outside yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah get outside yeah <laughs> well I, yeah and plus the sunshine you know and i love chicago i love chicago in the fall actually as well it's starting to get cold i don't mind that um i need to get my family up there so next time next time i'm up there we'll give you a shout and we can go uh grab some great food. There's no shortage of amazing restaurants in Chicago. Um, from the hole in the wall to the, you know, the five-star dining um, and everything in between. Um, but uh, have you ever thought about moving out of Chicago? Or are you are you there to stay? What do you like about the town? Uh, you know, I'm born and raised in Chicago. Um, every year around March or April, I start getting antsy because uh, November through May here is pretty much a grind. 
Windy City gets its name for a reason. It's uh, windy, it's cold, and every March or April, I'm like, it's, you know, I'm ready to get out of here. And then May hits, and it's, I'm biased, but it's my favorite city in the world when it comes to summer. There's always things to do. Uh, I was just walking down on the Michigan uh, Magnificent Mile yesterday, actually, and they're setting up a NASCAR race in downtown Grant Park where Lol Blues is going to be. And there's just always stuff going on. Last week was a big pride parade up by Wrigley. The Grateful Dead were just in town. Just There's just so many things to do. And as you said, uh, it's a great eating town as well. So uh, it's hard to keep your summer figure with all the good food around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The music festivals, the museums, the art scene. Um you know, you can get out on the pier, you can go shopping. Uh, there's no shortage of things to do. I've always had fun there, restaurants and bars and all all the rest. Um, so yeah, shameless, plus, pl- shameless plug, it's not as bad as the news is showing right now. Okay. There's a lot of good things to have happening in Chicago right now. <laughs> good. Yeah. Plus, it's just such, I mean, I could, I could do the drive in a number of hours, but uh, it's like a, it's like a 60 minute flight you know it's so easy to get there and and public transportation so anyway now we're shamelessly plugging chicago generally which is a good thing to do come on and visit me whoever's listening (laughs) awesome well charlie thanks for being on the show before we wrap i wanted to um ask you one closing question which i typically ask sometimes i forget but i'm remembering with you which is uh tell us something you're uh reading or listening to it could be a a new record album. It could be a, it could be a book or audio book. It could be really anything you want, but what's one thing that you've been taking in recently that you think we need to hear about? Yeah. You know, it's actually a interesting question and it's uh, pertinent for what we're talking about today. I'm reading this book right now called the psychology of money. And it's basically how all of these uh, sort of either startups or big companies now have sort of got their start and how money sort of changed these companies. And I just read a chapter about uh, Bill Gates and when he was going to high school in Seattle in the eighties or nineties, whenever it was, he was one of the only high schools in the entire country that had a computer. So there you go. It makes sense how uh, he started Microsoft if it started on the ground level. And I just thought that was very interesting. Uh, But the psychology of money is what I'm reading right now. And it's very interesting to see the positives and also the negatives that money can do to your brain. (laughs) Yeah. The, yeah, the kind of the hooks and the emotional ties. I've read that book and it's, I mean, 12, 10, I would recommend that book to anybody. It changed my perspective on how I think about money. Uh, Actually, you mentioning it makes me want to go back and reread that because it was so powerful. So I'm I'm glad you mentioned that and uh, hope you enjoy several reads of that because, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a deep book for how easy it is to read. Um, He's I'm forgetting the author's name, but um, yeah, such a well-written book and so, so um, reduced to uh, incredible insights, you know? Yeah. And I'm always interested in learning. I'm a very curious person. So that's another thing that helps my mental health is reading a book every day. Even if it's just a couple pages, I, that goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that, you know, whether it's Warren Buffett or whoever, you know, these people that you think 
don't have any time. They, they carve out time to read as part of their work. Like they look at it, you know, reading for the afternoon is part of their work. And, um, yeah, I've, I, I love books. I've been in phases where I've been a tremendous reader and then some phases where I can hardly pick up a book just because of life, but that's usually an excuse and I should probably make more time for that. So yeah, great reminder of how that can introduce us to new people and new perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. And you also learn something because these guys are billionaires for a reason and they got to where they are for a reason. It's interesting to hear everybody's stories. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again, Charlie. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time out and, and lending your perspective on this industry um, to our viewers and our listeners. Um, so thanks a bunch. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the time and I uh, look forward to seeing you down in the flush in uh, Franklin in September. Sounds good. All right. See you then. See ya.